Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Welcome into the bonus episode of Unsigned and Independent. This is Kevin O'Connell. And today, something a little different. We have Shane Prophet on. Shane is not unsigned or independent. He does have a deal, but he is still so fresh in the industry and his life has changed so much in the last year. And I wanted to get him on to tell his story. I heard about him about six months ago from Chris Jansen. And Chris Jansen is the guy who discovered him or he discovered Chris. And then they kind of made a relationship and you'll hear the story. It's awesome. Make sure you follow Shane on social media as well at the Shane Prophet. Follow me at Kickoff Kevin. Again, this is the bonus episode to Unsigned and Independent. I appreciate you listening. And here you go. You're going to really enjoy this with Shane Prophet. Shane, how are you doing today? I am great, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great as well. It's good to see you. Hey, Excited to be here. Very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you, man. And I don't know if you remember, I wanted to save this for here. We actually met about six months ago or so at a Chris Jansen album release party. Mm-hmm. And I remember Chris was telling me, he was like, hey, the Shane guy, watch out for Shane, watch out for Shane, everything. <laughs> he, he's going to blow up. He just met him, you know, maybe six months before that. Mm-hmm. So I know you're, you're, Kind of uh, the story of Chris Jansen, how you met him, has gotten out there a little bit. And yes, if you could, if you're not tired of telling it yet, if you could tell that story and what your life has been like just in the last 12 months, even. Right. I had a gig this particular weekend at a place called Puckett's in Columbia, uh, just south of here. So nowhere in Columbia, Tennessee sells guitar strings. That's where I was born and raised. It's where I currently live. And we don't have a music shop at all. Anytime I need guitar strings, I have to come to Franklin. That's the closest guitar center to where I live. So I'd been talking with this girl back and forth. I knew I wanted to take her out. So <laughs> I had a gig that weekend. I didn't have any strings. I needed to get strings. So I was going to try to make a date out of going to get guitar strings. So I called her and I said, hey, I got to go to you know guitar center. Do you want to go with me? And I'll take you out to eat. We'll make a date out of it. 
she said yeah so we make that you know 40 45 minute drive up to guitar center in franklin and um i run in i get my guitar strings and come back out hop in the truck and i told her i said hey you know i told you i wasn't gonna starve you what do you want to eat while we're up here and mm-hmm. she said well i you know shane i really like sushi now my stomach immediately kind of started turning yeah whenever i think of sushi i think of um almost like fish and bait you know it's just the thought of putting raw fish in my mouth just kind of turns my stomach but i was a gentleman that night and i punched in the closest sushi restaurant on my phone and it was it took me to a place about four miles down the road and we get there i park and we go to we go to walk in and chris jansen holds the door for me when we go to walk in and you recognize him right away i'm sure oh absolutely absolutely because I had been to seven concerts my whole life, and to see Chris Jansen was five of the seven. No way. Yeah. So at that point, I'm nervous, and I'm excited. I'm about as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> and I didn't want to say anything, you know, at first. So they go, and they seat us, and uh, they seat us as far apart as you can possibly sit. He's sitting right by the door, and we're in the back corner. They come, get our drinks orders and, and everything, and... I asked the girl that I'm with what I need to order, and she says, well, you might try a spicy tuna roll. You you might like that. They bring it out. I took one bite of it, and I absolutely hated it. I wadded it up in the napkin, put you know, put the wadded up napkin on the plate, slid the plate forward. I was done. Yeah. So I had all this time to think about how I was going to approach Chris Jansen, because at that point, I'd been writing songs maybe a year. I was writing all these songs. Um, a lot of times, I would take my guitar to work. And as soon as I would get off work, I would drive to Nashville and write with whoever would write with me. Anyways, I notice that it's one of those places where they bring you your ticket and put it face down on the table, slide it to you. And whenever you get done eating, you get up and you go and pay at the cash register. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had all this time to think about it. So I, I had it in my mind. I had it planned up where whenever I saw Chris Jansen stand up to go pay after he was done eating. I would just so happen to be paying right behind him, and you know I could introduce myself. He, he, that way, he wouldn't be with his family. Of course, I wouldn't be interrupting dinner. And um, was that the only thing on your mind? I mean, let's be honest here. When you're eating oh, out yeah. with that girl, oh, absolutely. Did you I, even have like a normal conversation with her? No. At one point, she even said, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, I was. You gotta. You gotta realize, man. I was straight A stalker status, like. Chris Jansen, like I'm, I'm hardcore creeping across the restaurant. Like, you know? is, is this the one artist that if you could see out, it would be Chris Jansen, like that you would hope for? Absolutely, as a fan, absolutely, as a country music and as an artist itself too. Yeah, and this is who you're in the same sushi restaurant, which you never go to. Yeah, I'd never been to, never been to a sushi restaurant. So this is the timing of that. That's that's awesome. Okay, we'll continue. But yeah, and then- Chris, Chris is hands down um, the the one person. If I if I couldn't have wrote it up any better, I'll say that. That's awesome. So I see Chris Jansen stand up, and boom! I grab the ticket. I grab the grill. I'm like, "Come on, this is my chance." So we get to walking across the restaurant, and we get about halfway to Chris, and he sits right back down. And I'm like, "Oh gosh, what am I going to do now?" Because I mean, I'm standing all awkward in the middle of the restaurant, and mm-hmm. everybody's kind of looking at me like, "What in the world is this guy doing?" Mm-hmm. So. I'm like, well, I'm halfway committed at this point. I'm just going to go for it. So I go up to the table, and I kneel down right beside him, and I, I introduced myself and told him what a fan I was and um, that it would mean the world to me if he would take the time to listen to some of my originals. And before he could even say anything, his wife, Kelly, was sitting right beside him, 
and she spoke up and she said, hey, I'm Kelly. I'm Chris's wife. I'm his manager, and I'm also a music publisher. I would love to listen to the songs. Is, is that a receipt you're holding in your hand? I'll write my email down on the back of it, and you can send me some songs, and I promise you when we leave here we'll listen to them. I said, yes, ma'am, that would be great. She's a saint, too. Oh, man. Kelly and Chris both, they are, I call them the power couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, they are just go, 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 and they are the nicest human beings you'll ever meet in your life. Agree. And they go so well together. Not they that do. Not like Kelly and Chris yeah. podcast no, here, they, but. No, yeah, they do. You know, it's do. It's, they go so well together, and I think they gel so well together. I think that's why he's successful, she's successful. It's Absolutely. You don't really have one without the other, and, and a combination of both of them, it's, yeah, it's the A-team. Yeah, I mean, like, even even whenever Chris goes out of state and, you know, flies to these shows or whatever, if he's in in Pennsylvania for one night, he has a show there and flies there, his wife and kids are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's another thing, man. Like, Chris is a hands-down family man, and that's that's why I respect him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all changed my life, and, dude, I mean, I look at them like family now. So That's awesome. And then so – you get the email. Oh, yeah. You so send her an email? Yeah. Or? Yeah. So um, she said, hey, is that a receipt you're holding in your hand? I'll write my email down on the back of it, and you can send me some songs. And I said, yes, ma'am. That would be great. And I'm cheesing ear to ear. You know, I'm smiling. And Chris immediately looked at me, and he said, did you just say yes, ma'am? And I said, yes, sir, I did. And he said, I like that a lot. Pull up a chair and talk to me. So I did, and we sat there at that sushi restaurant at their table, and we talked for over an hour that night. About? Music, life, everything. So it started off, I didn't want to just go up to him, you know, whenever I pulled that chair up. I didn't just want to music, music, music. I didn't want to talk about that. Right. Uh, So we started talking about hunting. We started talking about fishing because I knew he was a big outdoorsman. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, later on in the conversation, the music and the songwriting came about. Literally, if you could imagine it, we talked about it that night. We talked about everything under the sun at that sushi restaurant. I actually, I ended up getting his phone number that night too. So we sat there and we talked for like over an hour. And actually the girl that I was with, she goes back and finishes her sushi roll while no. I'm sitting here talking to Chris. Really? Yeah. Cause I didn't even let her finish eating. Cause when I saw Chris stand yeah, up, yeah. I was like, Hey, this is my chance. Bless her heart. She was only like halfway done eating. Was she upset at all or no? Was she, was she I, like, okay. I wait. mean, I honestly, I didn't really give her time to be upset because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just so dialed in, but yeah. Um, not that it would matter anyway yeah i mean yeah <laughs> it worked out how it was yeah, supposed right? to yeah. um after sitting there for i don't it was at least an hour um i got up and i told him i said hey man thank you for taking the time to talk with me it really does mean a lot you made my night mm-hmm. and i also told him i said man you also you, you know you got to realize i don't even eat sushi i can't help but think that it was a god thing that you held that door for me when we walked in like it it it's all part of a bigger you know bigger plan like you're my i i am a huge huge chris jansen fan like you you don't understand did you have trouble trying to find not to be too much of a fanboy but also keeping a normal conversation or did it kind of just come naturally for you my biggest thing and actually the girl that i was with she she asked me she was like hey do you want me to get a picture of y'all and i was like no and i can honestly say to this day i've still not asked chris jansen for a picture i ended up getting up and shaking his hand and telling him how much you know it meant to me he took the time to talk with me and told him i thought it was a god thing that we were both there that night and um i go to walk off and he's like hey hey we're we're done eating too like we'll just walk out together 
So we ended up walking out together and they had like this little patio set up outside because the restaurant had already closed. They were just staying open because we were sitting there talking. Okay. And we go to walk out and we sit down at the little outdoor patio part and we sit there and we talk for another 30, at least 30, 45 minutes. So I'd been talking with my musical hero for Mm -hmm. an hour and 45 minutes. So, I mean, I'm, I'm on cloud nine and um we sit there and we talk and we talk and we talk and it gets time to leave and um i go and i i I unlock my truck and i go to hop in my truck and you know kind of like before you close the door how you might have like one leg hanging out right Mm -hmm. before you close the door well it was like that and i see chris running up to my window and i had my key in the ignition i just hadn't turned my truck on yet and i didn't want to close the close the door in chris jansen's face so i go and i turn the key on and i press the window to roll down and as soon as i do that my bluetooth automatically kicked back on to what was playing on my phone when i got there originally and it was a song off of his first ever album and it was absolutely blaring and i was so embarrassed i was like oh dude i'm so sorry like that wasn't planned i promise and he could see how embarrassed I was, and he thought it was hilarious. And he was like, dude, don't worry about it. That's that's amazing. He said, hey, let me see your phone. So I handed him my phone, and he punched in his contact information, put his number in there, and he said, all right, text me. And I said, okay, I will. And he said, no, text me right now, dingus. That way I have your number too. <laughs> yeah. So I texted him. That way he had my phone number. And before we got out of the parking lot that night, he texted me. I mean, as soon as he got back to his car, he texted me, and he said, Hey, Shane, super good to meet you. Um, when you said I made your night, you got to know that you made mine. When you said it was a God thing, that really touched my heart. And so from that day on, we've we've been best friends. And like I said, I look at all the Jansons like family. And uh, two weeks after that night, yeah. and I sent those songs and everything, Chris offered me a publishing deal and asked me to come out on the Halfway to Crazy Tour and open for him. In two weeks? In two weeks. Just like that? Yep. Did you have any idea or did you have any doubt when you left that night? Like not, not doubt as in, you know, Chris is a genuine guy, but like, okay, that was awesome. But I don't know if I'll ever see him again. Well, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, but at the same time, first impressions are everything for me. And I could tell that Chris and, and Kelly and, and their family is a lot like mine. They are just normal people living a not so normal life, mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a way. You know, I can I can normally normally smell BS, you know, before I step in it, and I could tell that they were as real as it gets, and they are, they they truly are. They are normal people living a not so normal life, um, but you know, they're at the end of the day, they're a family, and they're they're just normal people. Was that easier for you to relate to them like that? Because you sound like you come from the same background, same upbringing, same type of morals, genuine appreciation for people and respect. So do you think that connection between you two is really what set it off? Absolutely. And obviously you said all the right things, but it's not like you were trying to be somebody else. You were just being yourself. And Chris appreciated that. Yeah, I mean. you do with him, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think think it all starts at home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have a family where, I could tell them I wanted to be an astronaut and they would watch watch the rocket ship take off tomorrow, you know. I have a very supportive family. 
obviously with all this going on, they are so, so happy for me. And the other day my mom said, you know, I would, I would much rather watch something like this happen to you than me or your daddy. So, I mean, that, that's a true testament to what kind of family I have. And, um, obviously Chris and Kelly have been over backwards in all kinds of ways for me. And there's absolutely no way I could ever thank them for what they've done for me. You grew up on the banjo music, the old country, old, oh, yeah, man. The old school stuff. So you grew up listening to this. And did you know as a kid, I mean, you didn't pick up a guitar until recently to some mm-hmm. as far as, you know, um, your age. Did you know as a kid, like, hey, maybe I want to do this someday? Actually, funny story. Banjo was actually the first thing I ever picked up. My dad used to teach banjo lessons. He can straight up play a banjo he got me a youth banjo i think when i was like seven or eight but i had the attention span of of a desk (laughs) when when he was trying to teach me banjo i learned a couple like little half songs but i never i never really got good on it and then i actually picked up a dobro a couple of years later so my my parents had like this bluegrass band and um they would just play at churches locally and you know restaurants Mm mm-hmm I remember like every Friday night they would play at the local um, Mexican restaurant. Really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I would go just for in. for fun, and, right? I'm yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just because they enjoyed it. But yeah. I remember one time they, my dad uh, let me come up and he had brought my little special Dobro. And I, I, I sat up there and I played a song with him playing that, playing that Dobro. I'm sure it was awful, but um, he, he made sure to involve me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Your parents are something that you said are, you know, big staple in your life and growing Mm -hmm. up and being true to who you are. Right. And speaking of that, your new EP that was recently released had three songs. The EP is called Murray County Line. Murray. Murray. Murray County Line. Murray County Line. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's the county that you're from. Yes, sir. Okay. In in Tennessee. The songs are Better Off Fishing, Guys Like Me, and How It Ought to Be. I'd like to play them here, but we, due to re- legal reasons, we can't play them. Yeah, no worries. But I love all three of them. Thank I you. I remember I listened to like How It Ought to Be first. Oh, that's a good one. I even sent it to my dad. I'm like, Dad, that's a good song. I'm <laughs> Thank telling you, you. And then I listened to Guys Like Me, and I'm like, dang, another good one. And then you go to Better Off Fishing. And I got to say, I think Better Off Fishing might be my favorite. And I'm mm-hmm. not even a big fisherman. Yeah. But the point I'm getting at with all this is all three of these seem like it's something that you are who you are. Like these songs represent who you are. Right. Is that correct? Is that I've, something that you try to stay true to? Absolutely. And you know, that those three songs represent who I am as a person. And another thing is, like you just said, it's called Murray County Line because that's where I was born. That's where I was raised. It's where I live currently. And I think, you know, no matter what happens in the future career wise, it's important to always remember where you really come from. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to name it Murray County Line. Mm -hmm. Um, And all three of these songs are so different, but yet um, so much fun in in each one of their ways. Um, Guys like me, for instance, like I was literally just working a city job, and guys like me talks about that blue-collar kind of lifestyle. And I know, you know, Obviously, probably most of the people listening to this, they get up and they punch that clock at at six in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because they have bills due next week or whenever. And that's exactly what that song's about. And Better Off Fishing, 
if you like fishing and you know it's better off fishing is actually kind of a it, it is a breakup song and that's also a true story um so i was i was dating this this girl not the sushi restaurant girl different <laughs> okay girl. different girl <laughs> um i was dating this girl and i i was supposed to spend the day with her um and i ended up ditching her to go fishing and she tried calling me and calling me and calling me throughout the whole morning and i kept declining it um but where I screwed up was I posted a picture on Facebook mm. holding up a stringer full of fish and she saw it and she had to come apart. And when I finally did talk to her, uh, she gave me an earful to say the least. <laughs> and we ended up breaking up. Actually, the day of the fish fry is when we broke up. She was supposed to bring the coleslaw, but uh, we didn't have coleslaw at that fish fry. And uh, I remember the last thing I told her because she asked me, she said, well, since you ditched me today, are you at least going to come see me tonight? And I thought about it. And I said, well, I'm going to have all these fish to clean. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to leave early if, if all we're going to do is argue. So I'm better off staying here fishing. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. Did it hit you right then and there? Or did you write this song years later? No. I, so I, I, yeah, I wrote the idea down. Okay. My, my phone is full of song ideas. Love it. And I wrote that idea down and I didn't even have, you know, a, a melody or anything in my head at the time but uh mainly i was just focused on fishing <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't trying to write a song right then and there but um and then you know that every every single one of these song ideas come from something real and that's another thing i, I am very proud to be a uh, a writer on all of my all of my songs and i think that's why they mean so much to me um you know I don't know if you have any siblings, but I do. And growing up, you know, a lot of times as a kid, you would ask your, your mom or dad who the favorite is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they were, they would never, never give an answer. They'd say, well, I love all my kids the same. And you would think right then and there, oh, that's gotta be a lie. Mm -hmm. They gotta, they gotta have a favorite. But this EP is a true testament to that. I don't have any kids, but at the same time, these songs are kind of like my kids, but I have to say, with that being said, um, How It Ought to Be is my favorite right now. Probably just because I was listening to it when I pulled in the parking lot. Okay. But, um, you know, every day's different. Tomorrow it could be better off fishing. The next day it could be guys like me. But right now, I would have to say my absolute favorite is How It Ought to Be. And when I sat down to write that song um, with the co-writers, man, it I had the idea because I had just quit my city job. And gas was almost $5 a gallon and all the craziness going on in today's world. And I got to thinking, man, it, you know, all this shouldn't be like that. We should learn to love each other and not talk trash about each other and just be better human beings in general. And in the course of how it ought to be, it says the world ought to try a piece of mama's chicken <laughs> and feel the love around her tabletop in the kitchen. And I was very blessed and fortunate to grow up in a home instead of a house where my mom would cook supper just about every night and we'd sit there at the dinner table as a family and we would pray and we would, you know, just have dinner and just be us. And I can't help but think that if everybody in today's world had a little bit of that family life going on, we'd all be living a whole lot better and in a lot better world than what we really are right now. Agreed. I have a couple siblings myself and very supportive parents, so I know exactly what you mean. It makes all the difference in the world. It does. And your outlook in life and who you are as a person. 
and that's awesome that they're a big influence on you and a big impact for you growing up. I can tell it means a lot to you. It does. It's it awesome, man. I can hear it in your songs. I can hear it in your voice. Do you have a lot of fans back home now seeing what you're doing and rooting you on? You ever go back there and perform still? Man, I... So, back home in Murray County, um, one of my buddies had a birthday the other day, and I was in town, and I didn't... I wasn't even supposed to be in town, um, but one of my shows got canceled last minute, and... Or, it didn't get canceled. It got uh, postponed. So I got to surprise my buddy. He it was they had a a big table at a different Mexican restaurant in town. <laughs> Love those Mexican spots. <laughs> oh yeah. Um but so I got to surprise him and go to his birthday party and I get there and go to walk in and I bet before I even got to that table I took pictures with probably at least 10 different people. Murray County in Columbia is kind of an extension of my family. Um, if that makes any sense, because I grew up with all those people. Those are those are my people, and you know I may be, I'm 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 super blessed and super fortunate to get to do this for a living. But I'm no better than anybody listening to this podcast right now. And I just I want people to to know you know I am very blessed and fortunate to be able to do this. But I'm no different than anybody else. I love that man. So I love that. So when you go back there, then do you have, do you try to tell kids or whoever it may be? I mean, you're still so fresh in this at the same time, but you've also come a long way in six mm-hmm. months to a year. Right. Do you have the chance to tell kids or people back there, hey, if you want, if you have a dream, go chase it. Maybe if you're doing your job, I get it. Some people have to pay their bills. They have a family to take care mm-hmm. of. But you're a prime example of a guy who took a shot when the opportunity came, an opportunity that you wouldn't have thought of at a sushi restaurant, <laughs> restaurant, but- are you able to relay that message, I guess, is where I'm getting at, is if you have a dream, for all the listeners listening to this, you know, give it a shot. You never know where you'll be in a year from now. Absolutely. Um, here's here's the thing that I would I would say is when the night that I got ready to approach Chris Jansen and I went to ask him if he would take the time to listen to my music, he's going to give one of two answers, yes or no. So the the way I kind of look at it is you have a 50-50 shot yeah. either way. He can either say yes or he can say no, and that's the same thing with anything. If if you want to pursue something, either it's going to happen or it's not. But don't no matter what it is, just ask yourself is this is this going to be something where 20 years I look down the road and wonder what if because I know whenever, you know, in 10 years when I'm or 20 i guess <laughs> when <laughs> when i'm married one day and and have kids um whenever my kid asked what did i want to be when i grew up i wouldn't have any doubt saying well you know i gave it i gave it all that i had but uh it just didn't work out i i want to know that i did give it my all and uh you know i just I think it's important that we all just kind of capitalize on what we really want to do and pursue. Um, and I'm kind of a kind of a walking testimony to that. Don't don't wonder what if because mm-hmm. if I hadn't went up to Chris that night, I'd still be cutting medians, mm-hmm. cutting grass in the medians of the road. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll add this as well. This is more just I guess a, a personal thing for me. Just knowing you very briefly. 
I think because of who you are, you know, and you staying true to your roots and you not going up to Chris and acting like you were somebody that you're not, because a guy like him or most people will be able to sense it out just like you did or right. you do yourself. So I think you being who you are, and I can tell you're genuine, I can tell everything you say you mean, I think that has also carried you to where you've gotten to so far and will continue to carry you. So for anybody listening to what you just said and to watch your story, listen to your story, I also think that's a p- huge thing too. And I think it's gotten to you, gotten you to where you're at now. And Thank you. Um, it, it's awesome to see, man. I'm very Thank happy you very for much, you. This brother. is really cool. Like I said, I saw you six months ago for the first time and Chris was talking all about you. <laughs> and here we are six months later. I had no idea we'd be sitting down talking like this, but I'm very glad we did. I am too. This man. is awesome. I know you're going to, you're going to do great things. And I'm sure we'll see each other down the road at some point again. I sure hope so. If uh, or the next, what are the next six months looking like? Do you know yet? Or are you just kind of oh. winging it here? You got a lot. I, I know tour I know season's we'll, kind of coming to an end here. The what? I said tour is tour season kind of coming to the end here. Yes, it is. Um, I right now I'm on radio tour. I've been on radio tour. That's another thing. I, this is my eleventh week on radio tour. <laughs> okay. And I gotta say, getting up at five or six in the morning now versus nine months ago mm-hmm. the difference is is when i wake up uh five or six in the morning now i am truly excited to get my day started because nine months ago i had only ever been to four states tennessee alabama florida kentucky and now i'm up to 43 states wow so getting to see all these places and meet all these different people um and you know just eat all these different foods and just experience more than just middle Tennessee, which I love middle Tennessee. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, but just getting to experience so much, you don't really realize what you're missing out on until you've actually seen what you're missing out on. Yep. And, uh, so getting, getting to go out and see all these different places and meet all these people is truly life changing. And, uh, I am very, very fortunate to be, you know, be able to do this now and um, just get to experience all this. It, it, it's truly amazing. It's only going to get better, man. I'm excited <laughs> for your future. You, you can follow him at the Shane Prophet, correct? Yep. Okay, yes, social sir. media. Check him out. I promise you, his new EP is awesome. All three songs, just put them on the loop. Put them on repeat. They're all great. <laughs> Shane's, That's how it ought to be. Yeah. It, ah, look at that. <laughs> a little play on words there. <laughs> Shane, this is awesome, man. I'm really excited to see what uh, the future holds for you. I'm sure Thank you, we'll brother. do this again down the line. Thanks yes, for coming. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Appreciate it. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. 
This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.